Louise McSharry on 2FM. Now I am joined by... Guys, I, I just... I have Ryan Toberty just in my head because I've listened to him interview you, you, you guys so much and every time he gets so excited and in the introduction he's like, they're two of the most fun. They're the best people in the whole world. I love them so much. I love it when they're here. And I just can't compete with that. He's a fan. What can we say? But I'm talking about Sarah Breen and uh, Imra McGlyson who are the authors of the Ashling books, uh, the fourth of which came out yesterday. Ashling in the city. Congratulations, gals. Thank, Thank you, you, Louise. Here we are, the most fun people in the world. Yes, bringing crack <laughs> merchants. Are you? Do you feel like the most fun people in the world? It's very early to be fun. It's early to be fun, but you pull your microphone into you there, Emer. Sorry. It's early to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you do kind of get a lot of energy, especially when you're like talking to someone like you or talking to someone like Ryan. And it does really perk you up. Like before we come in, me and Sarah were like, yeah, OK, we can do this. We can do it. You know, it's when you're promoting something like a book, it, it can be tiring. Yeah. And you do end up kind of talking about yourself is tiring. Yeah. And being on all the time is quite tiring. Yeah. Um, but it helps that there's two of us. Yeah. So we yeah. can kind of bounce off each other and kind of... And we might do up. like two minutes of, oh God, we're tired and oh God, this is hard. And then we often look at each other and go, cop yourself yes. on. Like, <laughs> it's not like we're going down a mine or anything. Oh, boo-hoo, my diamond <laughs> slippers are too tight. <laughs> well, I mean, I suppose the expectation on you guys to be kind of super fun and entertaining comes from the fact that the books are so fun and entertaining and how does it feel to have the kind of weight of expectation you know that people are and especially this book because it's been two years instead of one like are you worried coming up to publication day? Not necessarily worried but definitely nervous Mm -hmm. like my nerves are rattling on Thursday just because as you say there's expectation and you know we're the fourth book in the series so people are enjoying the series and they just we want to do a good job like anyone who's doing their job we want people to be happy with the books and it's not just us like there's a team of people behind us Mm. and everyone's working hard and we just want people to be happy and there's a lot of people saying I can't wait I can't wait to see what happens to Ashling next and you're like yeah, but what if they don't like what happens for Ashling next? Like, what if they're like so excited, so excited, and then they're like, oh, you know, it's not what I was. And, but so far, we've had a couple of people get in touch to say they finished it already. Yes, yeah. I And that they loved message. it. <laughs> this morning, I got a message from someone that said, oh my God, the fourth book was the best book ever. When is book five out? I, like, okay, yeah. Give me a minute. When I had my once in a lifetime book out, I will never write another book. Um, when I had my book out, I remember people saying that, oh, I read it in one day. And I was like, are you joking? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how long it took me to write that? And now it's just gone. You've just read it. I had, a, I had a woman contact me yesterday to say she had, I think, uh, given the children to her mother-in-law for the night and she was 75% through the book. I love and that I was like, her, well, that is dedication. You yeah. go, girl. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> it was. It was so nice to get, like, everyone tagged us in loads of pictures yesterday with, like, their Friday night with their glass of wine or their cup of tea in the book and they're, like, settling in. It's lovely. Well, I think it is that Ashling does feel like a friend and I certainly felt that when I started reading this book. It was, like, um, kind of almost like a relief. It was like, oh, I'm back. We're back. It's like a comfortable blanket kind of being pulled over you and... I think everyone feels that way. They're familiar. They know the characters. They know the story. But we know Ashling, And I suppose the beauty of Ashling is that, as you always say, we're all a little bit Ashling. So we almost knew Ashling before we knew Ashling, really. Yeah, I think so. I think she's such a relatable character, especially to people who've lived in Ireland for, you know, any length of time and have been around Irish women for any length of time. I think they're like, yes. I know this woman. I I try to think of Ashling the way other people must see her. Like I return to some books all the time. So I will often go back and reread some of Marion Keyes' books or I loved Adrian Mole when I was growing up and still would go back. And to me, Adrian Mole is like 
a comforting character, mm. even though he's not re- as relatable as Ashling is to some people. But I just feel so cosy when I open one of those books. And I hope that's the way some people feel about Ashling. But I feel like that when I'm like co-writing the book as well, like we did the bulk of this book between January and March. So it was like writing during lockdown. And, you know, it was after a tough day of the homeschooling and baking banana bread or whatever. And then you just kind of slip into Ashling's world and it is cosy. It was like a lovely feeling. Yeah, it is nice. Go on, Ashling. Now, <laughs> Ashling, of course, on a big adventure in this book, she is in New York, headed to New York. And um, I remember when I first heard that that was a possibility I was like yes I so want to see Ashling in New York but was it a bit kind of nerve-wracking to take her out of Ireland and take her out of I suppose BGB yes um it was nerve-wracking to take her out of those such familiar spaces but also nerve-wracking to put her into a city that some people know really well and that Sarah and I only know a little bit mm. I mean I've been to New York a good few times but I've never lived in Manhattan I've stayed there once for like 10 days and felt like I lived there I was strutting <laughs> down the streets going my god like I am Carrie Bradshaw <laughs> only nicer but, um, but yeah it was nerve-wracking and we were kind of worried about oh that would never happen in New York or people kind of picking up on streets that aren't right or but it was always in the back of our minds to bring her to New York because it's just such an iconic Ashling destination. Mm. Um, and we actually suggested it for our second book and our publishers were like, oh, why don't you just wait a little while and yeah. like establish her a little bit more? Yeah, it is such an... I, I love the way, you know, before she goes, she's talking about how she knows New York because she's been there and she's been... She knows the outlet malls and she knows to pack an extra suitcase. And it's like, it's such a specific uh, Irish experience of New York. But of course, the experience that she has when she actually gets there is different. Yeah. First of all, she has to move in with kind of an elderly relative for a while. And we actually have a friend who did that when she first moved to New York. <laughs> and so that was kind of inspiration for that. And I think a lot of people have an aunt. There's an Aunt Garrodine in this book. And uh, that's who Ashling stays with. And I think a lot of people have an Aunt Garrodine who lives in Queens. <laughs> yes, or a cousin or yeah. someone. <laughs> and, and yeah, and then Ashling has to start this new job in fancy Mandy Blumenthal's big office in downtown Manhattan. And and um, yeah, she's very much a fish out of water. We've had her a fish out of water in Dublin before in the first book. But I mean, Dublin's no New York. Yeah, I mean, she was shocked by Sive's uh, cutlery necklace in Dublin. Like, I mean, New York is a whole, a whole <laughs> different world. people shouting at her at the subway to like, get out of my way. And she's like, oh, I'm actually not a tourist. I actually <laughs> I live here. <laughs> but I, I think Ashling thrives in the open plan office environment. Yeah. Um, and that was that was one of the benefits of her putting her back in like an office space. And then, yeah. she, you know, there's the kitchen and she's worrying about who's microwave fish and yeah. he's not rinsing the recyclables like I love that side of her Yeah, Can I ask, because obviously I don't want to overly talk about Ashling in the City because people have only just gotten it and mm-hmm. I don't want to ruin anything for them um, but you guys are now going to have to face into number five which is the final book The End of Ashling How, how are you going to do, like I mean t- talk about pressure well, we have we have kind of a, we had like an overall plan from the second book. So we sort of know where things are going to end up at the end of the series. Mm. And the fifth book is going to be the last and final book in the Ashing series. But, you know, there's a lot of space in between where we have to things have to happen. I feel like we're convincing ourselves. We're like, yeah, we know we co- we've talked about what's going to happen and we think we know how it's going to end. And then in my head, I'm like, we really haven't talked about that enough. And <laughs> we have no idea really what's going to happen in the fifth book. We have some ideas, but we... 
it's going to be a lot. Sarah says she thinks she's going to be very emotional. I already feel it. a little bit like weepy thinking about it. And now yeah. I think I am as well. So I, yeah, well, it's going to be hard. It, I mean, it's probably going to be this time next year that it's out. Yeah. And it'll be like, get yeah, this is the last one. And that's the end of our co Ashling. You know, I'll be like, see you, see you whenever, Sarah. <laughs> see you never. Well, there has been so much discussion about your friendship over the last, I feel like, month because you, Emer, did a beautiful interview with Ryan Tuberty. Ryan should be paying me for all the promo I'm doing on my <laughs> show for him. But you did the a man beautiful... wears shoes to the beach, Louise. <laughs> be I heard, if you did not hear, <laughs> Ryan Tuberty yesterday admitted that he wore shoes and a shirt to and the trousers. beach in the summer. And, and you trousers. Know, you know shoes. they weren't a light pair of combats. They were jeans, but well, that's how I actually imagined he would go to the beach and I can't believe it's yeah. true. Well, once he said that, I kind of started to, I tried to picture him in any other clothing and I just couldn't I don't get there. Any. Yeah, I couldn't get Probably there. Probably a blazer. Casual blazer. Sports coat. His yeah. swimming blazer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> swimming glasses. I can't. I can't. What? I'm just picturing like, you know, the, like brogues or like dress shoes but made out of scuba material. <laughs> like a rubber soul <laughs> and a pair of goggles but like in the shape of his glasses oh, rimmed goggles Ryan I'm laughing I'm with you I'm with you Ryan, Ryan we're please with you. Yes. commission someone Good to make this outfit um, <laughs> but uh, what I was going to say is that you did a beautiful interview about like some you know some challenging times that you've gone through and how important Sarah was to you there because I think you know all along People have had so many questions about your your friendship. How does your friendship mix with your work relationship? You know, it does it still function in that way? How, do, do you fight? I think people always ask people you that. Are you having massive yeah. fights? Dying for a fight. But you do have, it seems to have been pretty seamless for you guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's been grand. We've been friends now for, since about 2003. 18 years. And we just... I mean, we just take along. We just take along. And it's the same during work stuff. We do just take along. And during lockdown, particularly in the first half, or actually for most of last year, Sarah was an amazing support to me. Mm. And I, I, even if we hadn't ended up writing Ashing together and we were just friends, you know, we, yeah. we were just friends, not also work colleagues. I don't know, would we have been as close? Yeah. You know, we... Maybe we would have. I don't know, but it was... We'll never know. We'll never know because working together has... has we, we text each other all day long where you mm. know everything about what's going on in each other's lives. Like mm. it's... And I'm just so grateful that Sarah was there last year to just be kind of the instant family that was really close by and just was able to kind of, you know, take on come to my house and stay with us and be part of our family. So that was yeah, amazing. Yeah, because you, of course, you live on your own. I know this. I'm not stalking you, Mary. I know you, <laughs> You live on your own and you were having the experience that a lot of people were having during COVID, which was I'm alone. The guidelines are unclear. Yeah. Uh, particularly during that first lockdown. Like, what do I do? Am I just supposed to be on my own for the duration? Um, but of course, Sarah kind of, you were Sarah's family and you are family, aren't you? Both of you. A Pretty much, bit. yeah. Like we've always said, after the first book, we got an agent and she was like, would you consider doing like a contract, you know, to make sure everything is above board if one of you gets hit by a bus or whatever, you know, what happens to the books? And we were just like, ah, I don't think we need that. Like we've we've always said it's our friendship will come first. Mm. And then when Emer needed to take some time off to get her treatment, I suggested, why don't we just park the books? Like our publisher is very understanding. We can just give ourselves a year break yeah, and that's what we did and like that is proof that you know our friendship comes Yeah, I'll never forget the relief when Sarah was like you know we could just take a year off 
we could just not write a book next year. And I what was like, what are they going to do? Fire us? I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you had been working at a feverish pace. Like one book a year is wild. Like not everybody does that, you know? Yeah. Although we Most tend, people don't. <laughs> we tend to procrastinate and then do it in the last three months before it's due. Still. But I think I've let myself accept that thinking about something and thinking about the work that's going to go into it and thinking is about work. It, is work. work. Like it's still very taxing. It is. <laughs> and frankly, I am enraged for both of you that you were writing Ashing in the City during COVID because otherwise, imagine the wonderful research trip oh you would have been God, able to take. We would have had Stop. a great time. There was some website that you could go to and it plays like city sounds and it's like there's a camera in a car so you can feel like you're in a taxi driving around but it was it was like one loop. Mm. So it wasn't, you know, it was yeah. something. It got us It was like through. being in New York. <laughs> so what will it be like when your friendship goes back to being just a friendship and not a work relationship as well? I don't know. I think we, well, we have, we're working on an Ashling TV show at the moment. Of course. So we have done, we've written the pilot for that and then an outline for seven episodes. So, I mean, there's a good chance that that will be picked up somewhere. Yeah. And then, you know, if we did a series of a TV show, well, there's a second book, so we could maybe do a second series. Yeah. So we, we could be working together. I would for... say we probably will end up working together in some capacity for a long time, yes. Yeah, well, I was actually just going to say, yeah. that's the beauty of... Um, a book or when you create a character like yes the Ashling books will finish mm-hmm. next year but Ashling will still be here she'll yeah. live on forever we, we talk a lot about other potential ideas and we've we have kind of started to like the screenwriting process and doing it together and that's much more collaborative I mean screenwriting or TV writing comes with like writers rooms and it's a much more group project Mm. than writing books is so Mm. we're like maybe we'd like to continue trying something like that so we have some ideas percolating away ideas wouldn't be like you Um, before I let you go when you said you know you have an idea of where Ashling ends up when you're thinking about that is it what you feel is right for Ashling? Is it what you feel is right for you guys as the creators of Ashling? Or are you thinking about the reader? Or is it none of that? Hmm. I think it's more what's right for Ashling. Yeah. Like we've seen her grow through all these books and she's learned a lot about herself and she has now figured out what she actually wants as opposed to in the first book she felt like she needed to get married immediately and like, you know, to her childhood sweetheart and build a house. And she's had so many experiences in all these books that I think by the last book she will have figured out, okay, I know what to do for myself. And that probably aligns with what we want for her as well. I I like to think about what would be fair for her as well. Like she's been through all these experiences. We don't want to just give her kind of, you know, uh, put a bow on top ending and that's it. Like, I like to think about, like, if she really was a real person, you know, what would she do or how would she react? I like to think about Sorry, that. Sorry, she is a real person. <laughs> she is. She's here with us. She's the fourth person. I often, I do often sit there and go, if this was me, what would I do? Or how would a person yeah. in this scenario yeah. really act? Yeah. Um, As opposed to, you know, tie, you know. And that's, I think, that's why... Ashing is so successful because it feels real. real. We know her. She exists. Yeah. She, we are her. She is us. <laughs> guys, thank you so, so much. That's Sarah Breen, Emer McLeisett. Ashing in the City is out now. I know you guys, you can't do book signings because of COVID, obviously, but you've signed loads of books from what I hear all around Dublin and I presume in other parts of the country as well. I presume they're being shipped up and down the country. So there. you can get your hands on one that's been touched by these genius hands. <laughs> Weez McSherry on 2FM.